0: Uh, you're listening to the dollop on the all things comedy network so we're going to play uh, a podcast that we recorded in europe i'm not sure which one it'll probably be in amsterdam uh which is uh, about a bad man and called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam pad? Jam-tab? I'm the fucking hippo guy! It's Dave okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Wait,
1: is it for fun?
0: And this is not going to become the Tickly Podcast. Okay.
2: This is like anarchy! On a
0: five-part coefficient.
2: <laughs> my on, we Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep-tell hippo! <laughs> no sleep-tell hippo! H-
0: action, partner.
2: Hi, Gary.
0: No. Oh, Nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: yeah that's better thank you guys for coming out we uh we appreciate it uh it is great to be in your town um where you have marijuana (laughs) it's a nice breather
0: uh you're listening to the dollop (laughs) Uh, i just wanted to surprise you and let you know i got you some flowers
2: very, thank you so much. Very nice.
0: This More is truth. a, a bilingual uh, American history podcast, where each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American, record scratch, Netherlands history, Whoa. to my American friend.
2: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about.
0: Well, it's... It's right here, and I learned today, uh, looking up these names and how to say them, that you guys just have weird spellings <laughs> for words that we say the exact same way, almost. It <laughs> happens. That happens. They do that in
2: England. They love to throw a U in stuff. You're like, flavor doesn't need a U. They're like, we've added one, mate. We've got a U in flavor now, and that's
0: fun. <laughs> Uh, you want to do your announcement thing, or is it just going to go in? No, I will just go in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Eh? Ooh. This <laughs> is exciting. Mm, what is it about? Who knows? January 8th, 1587. Yeah. Who's nervous? Well, here we go. Uh, Jan Peterson Kuhn. <laughs> Someone just... Yelled shit. Uh, it was a guttural shit. though. It wasn't, shit. Like a, it wasn't like a shit that was like, ah, shit. It was like, oh,
2: shit. What's the name again?
0: Uh, Jan, Jan Peterson Kuhn. Kuhn. Okay. That's a little bit different. We would have said Cohen, but you guys just forget about that E. Yep. Was born in Horn, a small seafaring community in the Netherlands. His father was a merchant, a ship captain, and a devout conservative Calvinist. (laughs) It's a fucking hot combo.
2: Talk about a dating profile. (laughs) (laughs) Part-time Calvinist.
0: (laughs) Uh, Not much is known about the family. In uh, 1601, when he was about 13 years old, he went to Rome and studied trade at a Dutch trading business. Okay. It's just fucking what you do at 13. Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. And it's not even no. It's not abnormal
0: to hear that any longer. Yeah.
2: I'm like, why so long? Why didn't he get out there? What was he doing when he was six? <laughs> Playing.
0: Yeah, he should have. If his dad was a ship captain, he should have been working on a boat yeah. at six or five. To be honest,
2: he shouldn't be alive to 13. I, I mean, agree. He been, this story should have never
0: happened. He should be the third son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. During, so he was there for seven years in Rome, and he learned Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and Latin. Wow. Uh, and learned all about the trade industry. Okay. And Kuhn learned bookkeeping and became a skilled accountant. Okay. Uh, despite his young age, he was uh, responsible for the firm's financial affairs and kept meticulous <laughs> records. So, so they funny. had a 15-year-old kid just running this.
1: Oh, hold on a second. Oh, oh my God, you guys. Oh, do you have any receipts for any of this stuff? <laughs> I am 13 years old. This is bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he did that for seven years, and at the age of 20, he, Kuhn, joined the infamous Dutch East India Company.
2: Why are you guys acting like the full house audience right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh,
0: well, if you knew anything about history, you would know they were known as the good guys. <laughs> I'm being misled. Uh, he was a junior merchant... And in 1607, he went on his first voyage with Peter Williams Verhof's fleet uh, at the Banda Islands, which is present-day uh, Indonesia. Okay. Uh, Verhof, gave a he went and gave a letter to the locals there uh, that basically said their fate was already sealed, and they were going to start building a fort. So there's people living there, and okay. they're like, "So here's a document." that says that we're taking isn't this.
2: It, isn't it crazy how, uh, like how whites just would like show up with paperwork that was meaningless to everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I as have you a- can see, this has been notarized. So this is like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, so obviously this is ours. Yeah. And by the way, calling it a fort, also really stupid. We're building a bunch of forts out here. It's going to be fun. Pillow forts, we're going to do a whole thing. <laughs> we're going to put blankets over the couches and stuff like that.
0: Well, now, if I was a a native on an island and they were talking about pillow forts, they'd be like, that sounds pretty good.
2: Yeah. But then they're white, so you're like, what's the catch?
0: Yeah, so a bunch of white people showed up at this island and were like, we're going to build a fort. Uh, And then the islanders uh, invited uh, Bierhoff and two staff uh, guys to a meeting to discuss it. Okay. Uh, And then they cut off their heads.
2: Oh, my God. That's a...
0: uh, That's a bullshit meeting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's one way to handle white people. Oh, wait. Whose head got cut off? Oh, the Dutch guys.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I uh, have five of those. <laughs> huh, way better. Way better. Way better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Yummy. Uh, yeah, so they beheaded him, and then... Uh, <laughs> that and was then... funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that funny how that could just turn uh, like that? <laughs> Uh, and then the Dutch got mad, and they slaughtered an entire village. Well, we had a good run. <laughs> had I a mean, good run of laughter. Uh, Was it worth it?
2: Yeah, I should probably let you finish the whole thought, I guess.
0: Um, although over 50 Dutch were killed during the fighting in the village, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, so Kuhn uh, saw this. This is his like, first trip. He sees all this. And he's uh, like
2: still a teenager.
0: He's 20. He's 20. Uh, so this, this deeply affected and motivated him.
2: Well, now, the first part I get, and the second part I find very troubling. I find that part very troubling. Why? It's uh, got I a little... my
0: calling. What? <laughs> what did he say? Did someone hear what he just said? Uh, Kuhn returned to the Netherlands in 1610 and submitted a report to the directors of the uh, Dutch East India Company. It outlined trade possibilities in Southeast Asia and showed Kuhn's shrewd understanding of trade in the company. Okay. He's got big ideas. Sure. It's an idea, man.
2: Sure. I don't like it.
0: He was promoted to chief bookkeeper and director of commerce in Banton and ja- Jakarta. Okay. It all, all sounds good ah, right yes, now, right?
2: Yeah, yes, of course. But this is so temporary, I don't want to <laughs> bask in it.
0: Kuhn was often described as a cold and cruel man. The following is a... <laughs> Is this your bio? How dare you. My eyes are like angels. <laughs> Following, <laughs> people say that all the time when it they talk about, about themselves.
2: me. themselves. you, yeah, Dave, this is, this, guess, this better I still had... be a bit. What's going to happen is at some point it's going to stop being a bit and it's just going to be a real subtle transition to where I'm like, Dave's out of his goddamn mind.
0: Well, if you'd, if you'd call me angel eyes, this would go a lot better.
2: <laughs> I think it'll go this way then.
0: The following is a physical description of Kuhn from one of his famous portraits. Okay. Jans Peterson Kuhn uh, was a man of impeccable grooming from his slicked hair to his neatly trimmed Van Dyke beard, from his coiled mustache to his expensive clothes. Oh, boy. His, His lean and hungry face is dominated by a large hooked nose and eyes that do not betray a shred of humor or liveliness. Is he dead? <laughs> his eyes are his most distinguishing characteristic. They do not hint at warmth, forgiveness, humanity, or empathy. <laughs> who is saying this? <laughs> I should have written that down. I forgot to write that down.
2: Who the hell is giving this description? Just someone
0: who looked at the painting and was like, well, this guy's
2: fucked. <laughs> Imagine looking at a painting and feeling like that. His eyes do not betray himself, but if you look, there's no humor or honesty inside of anything near him.
0: The eyes are hard and shiny like little pebbles. This guy's masturbating. <laughs> Overall, the painting conveys an impression of humorless arrogance.
2: Oh, uh, I'm going to finish.
0: <laughs> uh, but still, like we said, he's a master financial uh, tactician. Uh, he moves higher and higher up in the company ranks. And in 1614, he submitted his treatise titled Discourse of the State of India. Uh-oh. So, it's his vision. Oh, no. For the, direct, for the direction the company should take.
2: <laughs> 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 Judging by his eyes, I don't like his vision.
0: <laughs> his knowledge, confidence, and forthrightness ex- uh, impressed his superiors. They said the company should expand trade, and uh, competing European countries should be fought hard, okay. <laughs> which would take a larger fleet. Sure. Uh, and Dutch settlers should populate trading posts. And then that's how you, you monopolize the whatever, you know.
2: No, there's people there, so that's a... Uh...
0: Yeah. They'll be fine. <laughs> he was promoted then to director general because they were so impressed with this thing where he was like, let's just fuck everything. Let's just take it all. So he's just insane, and they're like, he, this guy's great. Yeah, he basically took a, like a, a big marker and just wrote, let's take all this shit on the wall, and they're like, I like this guy. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Uh, So he is now the second highest uh, company official in Asia. He's only 28. Uh, And then he's made the fourth governor general of the East Indies. So he's fucking killing it. A little props to this guy. I have a feeling he
2: will be killing it.
0: (laughs) A little props to this guy. For uh, Nope. Kuhn claimed the spice trade was essential to the economic prosperity of the Netherlands and that the company's success would weaken Spain's ability to dominate territories in Asia. So the okay. better the Netherlands are doing, the worse Spain is doing, Right, same and as it's, today.
2: Right, right, sure.
0: Kuhn argued that the uh, company had a legitimate right to be the, uh, in the Spice Islands because it acquired them by conquest.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, well, and, all right. So I mean, he's just like, we took them,
0: so they're ours? Well, because Spain and Portugal relied on quote ancient uh, papal proclamations, so they're they're saying they get it because the Pope said they did, and he's saying we're better than them because we fucking take shit.
2: Right. Okay. Well, that's one person claps. So you know that, that's what we call a movement in America. So
0: <laughs> it's hard to know who to root for there.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying, well, I know who I'm not rooting for.
0: Uh, Kuhn demanded the company monopolize cloves, uh, mace. Uh, can I be right or is that a change? Okay.
2: Mace. Mace?
0: That's that before they had
2: pepper spray. You just threw it in someone's eyes like it was a leaf. Ha! Uh,
0: uh, and nutmeg. Nutmeg's a biggie. Sure. These guys love it. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it only grew in a really a small amount of areas. Nutmeg? Yeah. Okay. And cloves. They only grew in, on these islands. Sure. sure. Okay,
2: yeah. yeah, I'm someone who's lived my life comfortably without nutmeg being a staple, so. I, I go
0: through about a pound of nutmeg a month.
2: Well, we are, we are different. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, I go to the nutmeg store, and that the guys are like, happy every time oh you Oh, my walk God. In. Oh, there like, he
2: is. He's here. Thank God he's back. I was going to
0: say, <laughs> whew, here's your pound, Mr. Anthony. Uh. Would you like a spoon? Uh, so, so he wants them, these monopolies to happen. He believed the company had to crush all European competition and native opposition. hmm Uh, Kuhn proposes ideas to the highest authorities in the Netherlands. They thought it was fucking absurd.
2: Okay. Like, uh, and they're like, they don't, they do not like this.
0: Yeah, they all thought it was crazy. Like, he's like, let's go to war. Let's take everything. Let's do this. Right. But he still convinced them to do it. Now, that may be because Kuhn considered any challenge to his position as a personal attack. He was known for treating all interactions as if it were a battle to the death in which only one person could survive and win. So he's... A good conversationalist. Well, and he's... He's the overreactor. He's... He's he's the guy... guy. Yeah, the guy you start talking to, and then after a minute you go, I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I, yes, okay, sure yeah. That's the guy The guy. You he's just the guy don't... that's like
2: Hey, you got a funny mustache You're like, yeah, well, you're fat and stupid It's like, all right Well, what is with this guy? This guy
0: He's an overreactor Well, that seemed like I got personal
2: No, no No, you're That's what you I'm, you're, I did both parts But Matt, you're the I'm the guy I'm the Just keep going <laughs> This is why you can't grow mustaches by the way, Dave wears a head mic now, so I just want you guys to know, this is, uh, yep. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. <laughs>
0: uh, so those who knew Kuhn feared him and his, quote, grim pronouncements. Okay, it said that in a book. I couldn't figure out what the fuck it meant. But I just love it that he has a lot of grim pronouncements. I bet
2: you he's just like, we're going to kill a lot of people. (laughs) Jesus, relax. What's with your eyes? Do you blink?
0: (laughs) I had their pebbles. (laughs) Those who worked under him disliked him because he had no tolerance for anything other than hard work and defeating the enemy. All right. Any man who lacked these qualities was a failure in his eyes. Well... They're weird eyes, so. His subordinates described him as humorless, without any human warmth, ruthless, and okay. vengeful.
2: So this guy is just <laughs> pure evil? <Yeah. laughs> nobody he's, likes him. Nobody likes working for him. He's just an evil prick. He's not great. He's got great. dead eyes. He's got a real nice beard.
0: He wears nice clothes.
2: And he's got nice clothes. Okay.
0: Yeah, he's not great. Right. Uh, he demanded they live uh, the same as him, sober, Oh, uh, hardworking, Wait, this is joyless. Theory? Yeah, this is every- yeah everywhere. Anybody who works under him in the company has to live sober, hardworking, joyless lives like he was leading.
2: Joyless lives as part of your pitch.
0: Well, I don't think he said joyless lives, but I think that's. I what mean, they- it's a little.
2: It's insinuated. Come
0: on, boys. We're all gonna live a joyless life this year.
2: I don't. I don't
0: think get it in get, for the team.
2: No, that's not how you start a joyless life movement. All right, guys, get our hands in. Let's Come on, have let's some get fun, it. huh? It's, so, it's gonna be real it's shit. Be real joyless. It's gonna be shit. Joyless on three. One, two, joyless. joyless.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's what it's like working at Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, but you get to spit in food. <laughs> I only did that to the cops. I'm kidding. You guys know I love my officers. <laughs> uh, also, uh, he was not really a big talker.
2: So this is just, all, so he's just like an aloof prick. Yeah. He, yeah I, like he's the guy that if you had to go talk to him, you're like, oh, this is going to be the worst.
0: Yeah, I think to me he sounds like someone who has a mental illness. Right. And it, like I would, if I had to compare it to someone, I would say like a banker. That helps
2: me. That's good. That helps me. And like a guy in charge so of a hedge dead, fund. Right, is, right. okay. So yeah. his eyes just turn into dollar signs and he's soulless. Yes. Right, okay. So, yes.
0: you know, the Koch brothers. Sure. Or, Be- well, Be- I mean, well, how about our, the,
2: our, the oligarchs?
0: Yeah, the oligarchs.
2: Right. We have a lot of them. Our leaders. Our <laughs> faithful leaders. <laughs> We're going to get the, killed on yeah, the way home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Kuhn was serving under uh, three generals who he thought were too lenient because they respected the rights and traditions of native people. Mm. Too much. I mean, you know, not a lot because it is 1600s. Right. And
2: well, that really says, I mean, that says it all, right? Yeah. He's like, you're too sweet to them. They're like, we've been horrible.
1: <laughs> we're really bad." I great. just cut off a guy's
2: hands. Yeah. He's still got stumps to use. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he considered Southeast Asian natives dishonorable, corrupt, and untrustworthy. Although that was like basically a common opinion at the time. <laughs>
2: and, bu- and based off of very little, I'm sure.
0: Well, they'd gone there, and they tried to kill him.
2: Yeah, they, right, of course. So they're like, they're so really resistant to giving us the land and dying. <laughs> they have been unbelievable roadblockers. How corrupt is this one wanting his own land? Good Lord, the look on his face when I said, your stuff's mine now.
0: Uh, but what, what set Coon apart from the others... Oh, I know. ...was that he also despised the Dutch. So he... Yes. Put it together. I want to see he how just, your mind works.
1: Well, he just, he, he wants nobody.
0: Yeah, he hates everybody. Right. He hates all of the other countries. He, he hates, hates all of the natives that are out there. He, he hates, hates everybody his? living in his country. Right.
2: Yeah. And the truth is, and the hardest part, Dave, I think he hates himself.
0: Well, that's it. Someone just needed a You know, it's, yeah, someone, someone needed a, needed a hug. hug. Literally, someone needed a lot a of... Lotta could have been saved with a hug. Yeah.
2: By the way, can you imagine trying to hug him? Like, if you're like, that is what he needs.
0: Ah! <laughs> starts to, skin starts to melt and. Oh,
2: oh my God. It's, oh my God. He's bubbling. He's <laughs> bubbling. <laughs> then just the little demons, like. <laughs> what the hell was that? What
0: was inside of him? Uh, Look at that beard. So he hated the, the Dutch. He hated the Dutchman's love for alcohol. Uh, He could not touch a drop of alcohol. He also severely punished men for playing dice.
2: So the idea was what? You just sit and stare until there's time to kill?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He looked down on the poor morality of Dutch uh, ladies. Sex outside marriage was a big no-no.
2: Yeah, so this guy...
0: He's not fun. Nope. Um,
2: He'd believe in it if he drank.
0: yeah. Yeah. The three generals he served under were, uh, under also honored the treaties with England, which Kuhn hated the yeah. English. <laughs> they were honoring treaties. Uh, he hated the English, hated their trading company. Everything he could do to make problems for them, he would. Okay. And it, How about
2: this? Tell me what he likes them. <laughs> we're going to get to that. i just go in and assume there's We're going to get to
0: it. There's one thing he really likes.
2: No, oh, he's going to see his reflection. He
0: makes two things.
2: <laughs> he's going to see his reflection in a river. Why do I do it? Why do I do it? Because his reflection looks back. You need to love you first.
0: <laughs> uh. You're
2: right, River Me. Let's get shit-faced, huh? <laughs> Toast. To us, buddy. So I got drunk with river meat earlier. What? I, I, river, like, and I saw my river meat, and we hung out. He's a good guy. You, we all got river people. Oh, I don't shit. I think
0: so. Let's go beg some married women, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah! Woo! Uh, so, in 1613, an English, an English East India Company official... Uh, John uh, Jourdain asked Kuhn if his fleet could go to Amden Island to trade cloves. Okay. And Coon said no and ordered uh, Jourdain to abandon any plans to trade with the island. Uh, Kuhn also told Jourdain he was not allowed to negotiate trade directly with the natives there either. This
2: dude is for sure going there to do all this by himself.
0: <laughs> Kuhn then sent a notice to the M- Ambon Island villagers, stating he would attack and burn their entire village if they traded with the English. So don't don't ask this guy permission.
2: No, right? Yeah, because he's
0: super not down.
2: Right, right. right. Uh,
0: he met with Jourdain, uh, and they just ended up insulting each other and made no progress. Kuhn sounds like a good hang though. <laughs> Kuhn kept berating Jordain until he eventually admitted defeat and sailed back to England with no clothes.
2: Man, I, first of all, thought you were going to say no clothes, which is even better. That's how you dress someone down. But, so he just yelled at him until he left?
0: I mean, basically.
2: That's how you, I mean, that is, that's quite a superpower.
0: Well, at this point, he has a better reputation. People are a little bit, you know, intimidated by him. But
2: still, like, nobody will, like, hang in there. Everyone's like, oh, fuck it. We don't need clothes. Let's get out of here. This guy is the worst. River him. Real sweet.
0: So the Dutch are controlling the cloves, but a clove monopoly is not enough. He wanted to control all nutmeg trade in the Banda Islands. It's hard to not fight these goals funny.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just hard to not be like, <laughs> like he's got all this ambition, <laughs> like he's obviously an evil fucker, <clears throat> and it's over nutmeg. Gentlemen! We will own all the nutmeg. Okay, what was the last part? You said something at the end. What did you say? Nutmeg? Nutmeg. <laughs> we were, sorry, not to, <laughs> not to, if I may jump in for a second, we were sort of thinking we were going to do more gold than jewels. Paprika! Yeah, no, that's great um, That is great And wow, that'll really bring a dish together But we were thinking Sort of long-term, kind of kingdom-ish goals Sort of money for my children And my children's children, you know And again, nutmeg, so good I cannot imagine eggnog without it But We're going to bake um, I hope there's more to your thought I really An empire of bakers Okay I mean, we came it so far. It will
0: rival Mongolia. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, Think I about it. So, yeah, you know, I am. That's all I'm thinking about is like, I'm just thinking about what I left. Because, I mean, I just left like a regular life, you know. And, uh, yeah, without you,
0: when, nutmeg.
2: Yeah. Well, I got, Now you have it all. No, I, no, 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 no. Boats full. Yeah, that's just, I mean, my wife is really going to be pissed. I mean, she's really, she's going to be furious, honestly. Um, when you're in a
0: mine and you're picking, and you hit a vein of nutmeg,
2: I don't think now. I'm. That's very. That's a very. That's a red flag. I mean, what are you? And the
0: nutmeg is pouring out, and no, you're thinking, I... God, I hope
2: there's cinnamon too. I know. Vic. We're rich. I mean, I guess. It's just. It's my life.
0: We're gonna have muffins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he wants to control the nutmeg. <laughs> uh, so the Banda- Tony Soprano of spice. <laughs> so the Banda Islands, it's the, this is the only country in the world that has nutmeg. <laughs> I know.
2: Who gives a shit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I should have looked it up, but I think, if, I'm, if I recall correctly, it, it helps preserve stuff, right? <laughs> right. Can we just act like that's a thing? <laughs> to sure, make this- yeah. Yeah, to that's make this right. make more sense? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> without nutmeg, your nutmeg goes bad. Uh,
0: so local merchants from two islands uh, traded with English merchants. And in 1615, uh, General uh, Gerard Reinst, a uh, Dutch East India company... Uh, oh, that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Well, so he brings troops to uh, I Island, but uh, the Bandanese had gotten weapons from the English okay. that, they, that the Dutch didn't know about and they rolled in and, and the, the natives were like, oh, uh, yeah, surprise. Yeah, and we, we started guns. shooting them and um, they were surprised and defeated. Okay. Uh, so this, this general uh, is driven off the island and then he uh, just came back oh, no. to Amsterdam and, quote, died of humiliation. <laughs> he made it back to die? Yeah. Like, he got to the shores and was like,
2: I'm a loser.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I failed you. Well, I mean, imagine if they're like, how did it go? You're like, I, everybody under me got killed on nutme- Nutmeg Island. Well, look, I mean, I'm not on board with the plight
2: to begin with. It's after Nutmeg. So I'd be like, yeah, that was stupid. We don't need
0: it. But I, I mean, I think so you're just having plain eggnog. Like, that's just who you are.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you should slam
0: some eggnog without nutmeg.
2: I'll figure it out.
0: Wow, I yeah. guess. Well, do you shit on a Christmas tree? Like, what are horrible things you do at Christmas time?
2: Uh, Dave, that's not fair. <laughs> that's a leap. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Kuhn was uh, infuriated by the lack of foresight he sent a message to the high council in the Netherlands. Quote, the English want to reap what we have sowed and they brag that they are free to do so because their their king has authority of the Netherlands nation. So he's angry that the Netherlands are working, you know, they're working with the English. Right, he yeah. does not care for it. Okay. So it's sent, second Dutch fleet is sent to invade the island a year later. Kuhn wrote a letter to English troops stationed there. Quote, if any slaughter of men happened, the Dutch will not be culpable. So I used to have a friend in college. That? I used to have a friend in college, Jesse, uh, Jesse Aguilar, and we would uh, we'd drink, and on nights when we would drink tequila, he would line up the tequila shots, and he'd look at me, and he'd go, okay. So remember, I'm not responsible for what I do on tequila. <laughs> and then we'd drink, and, and he, it's yeah, the same thing Right,
2: it really is Because
0: <laughs> exactly. it turns out he was
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Still responsible Right <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's a terrible omen To be like, hey, <laughs> your night's about to suck <laughs> I'm c- going
0: to go crazy uh, By now, Kuhn had a frightening reputation So the English just bailed well, at least he's, the English are consistent. They have. He sends a note saying, hey, look, if, if I massacre uh, you guys, so, not my fault.
2: So beautifully English.
0: And then they're like, what does oh, it say?
2: But okay. well, it's very rude. <laughs> In what way?
1: He says, if we. He's threatening us very, He says, if we stay here, he'll kill us. <laughs> we must go. <coughs> Carry me.
0: (laughs) The last part I'm not doing. Hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they left the the Bandanese to fend for themselves. And when the Dutch arrived, they just took over. uh, And uh, there's a fort that the English had built. And and the Dutch renamed it Fort Revenge. (laughs) So they're
2: like Lord of the Flies level (laughs) intelligence.
0: And then, so Kuhn wanted uh, Run Island... Uh, the only other nutmeg-producing island. So he wrote to the Netherlands council, quote, if by night and day proud thieves broke into your house who were not ashamed of any robbery or other offense, how would you defend your property against them without having recourse to maltreatment? Isn't that the letter that the natives should be writing to him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a point. He has that
2: thing where he, like, calls you out on his flaws. yes. It's just like, I hate when you get angry. It's like, you are shouting right now.
0: (laughs) This is what the English are doing against you and the Moolikas. Oh shit, what just happened? Do you have a stroke? (laughs) It's a hard word. Consequently, we are surprised to receive instructions not to do them bodily harm. If the English have this privilege above all other nations, it must be nice to be an Englishman. (laughs) Wait. So he doesn't like that he can't just kill English people. He's upset with his government because his government has treaties and things right. like don't go killing All the, red the tape English. And
2: not kill. Right? Okay. <laughs>
0: and he's mad about it. Sure, of course. So, Coons- oh, by the way,
2: he's gone like three days without nutmeg. So this is just like starvation <laughs> talking. Like that's what I would yeah. say to him. You know, I don't think this is about us. I think this is about nutmeg.
0: <laughs> Coon's desire to use violence set a dangerous precedent within the Dutch East India Company. Some company officials and council members disapproved, but he got his way anyways. They justified it by saying the laws that guided Dutch society didn't apply in the Asian islands.
2: Okay, that's...
0: Yeah, so you have rules here uh-huh. in Amsterdam. But
2: then when you when you're leave... you outside...
0: Right. It's... You can kill people.
2: Right. It's <laughs> like... Right. right. It's how our politicians pay taxes, essentially.
0: Well, it's actually how America works. No, we kill each other. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, the governor general in Southeast Asia resigned uh, from his post in 1617 because he didn't think he was getting paid enough. Okay. Kuhn took over on April 30th, 1618, became the most powerful official in the company's Southeast Asian operations. He's only 31 years old.
2: Holy shit, all yeah.
0: right. He wanted to make the Netherlands an empire that rivaled Rome. Never a good thing to come out of anybody. Nope, nope. That's a weird as, comparison. As
2: the latest victims of Romism, don't strive for it.
0: There's a downfall. <laughs>
2: yeah, it comes, and when it starts, it collapses pretty it's big. Pretty
0: bad. Oh, we're all gonna die. So, <laughs> as Governor General, Kuhn refused to acknowledge Native countries' cultural and religious trade traditions. Wow. So
2: this guy just new level of prick, right? Yeah.
0: He also annoyed everyone in the trade industry by being rude and constantly arguing with the English. Of the English, Kuhn wrote, quote, one day they threaten to sail to Banda in force and take revenge, and the next day they say they will attack our ships at sea. They expect to get even by reprisals in the channel at home, and they are going to break our heads. Daily, they come up with new threats, which clearly shows that they are quite confused. He's doing it again. Yes. He's projecting. Yes. But Kuhn really hated uh, Banton. That's where uh, the sultan commanded Kuhn to stop fighting the English in his city. Okay. Kuhn became so upset that he removed uh, the Dutch East India Company headquarters from Banton, 80 kilometers east to Jakarta, where he was welcomed by the prince. And he built a, he built a little small Dutch fort on the Siliwang River. Okay. And setting up a little shop.
2: Sure. Yep. For good and things, surely.
0: The English had... Kept a large presence in the area uh, since Sir Francis Drake arrived in the late 1500s.
2: Sure, obviously.
0: Yep. So they'd won over the local chiefs by offering them protections from other Europeans. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Very nice. A diplomatic angle. Uh,
0: Particularly the Portuguese who were, uh, you know, bad. Ronaldo, all that stuff.
2: Wait, Dave. (laughs) Sorry. What year are we in? 1600s?
0: Yeah, but we... And what are you
2: talking about? We
0: dip in... Brazil we, soccer we dip it to two, 2000, 2015, you're about the 2016 a little bit. Okay. If you want to go earlier, we can go to Luis Figo.
2: No, it's just weird for you... Uh, no, I don't want to obviously do any of that. Uh, but I think you're taking...
0: Jose Mourinho? I've named all the Portuguese people I know.
2: Congratulations.
0: <laughs> now what? <laughs> Well, now I have to start Googling. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Coon decided that he had to expel the English from uh, his new, his new favorite island. Okay. Uh, the English were led by Sir Thomas Dale, and they seized a Dutch ship, which they were going to use to bargain with.
2: Bargain with.
0: With the with the Dutch, okay. so like, hey, we have one of your ships. What are you going to give up? Kind of deals. Right. But then the uh, then the uh, English accidentally burned the ship. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, now if I may cast the leader of the English, <laughs> it will be Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, 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 I can't believe what I've just done. Oh, fuck. Bloody hell, we've got the whole thing on fire now. Oh, look, mini driver.
0: So, Kuhn ordered that a small... How did they light on fire on accident? Yeah, there's no, okay. no, nothing that just says why. Sure. Kuhn ordered that a small English factory be nearby be burned down. And Sir Thomas Dale demanded that Kuhn surrender.
2: Okay, but there's no reason yet, right?
0: Well, yeah, they're just kind of having a standoff.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, but Kuhn is outmanned. Okay. Uh, still, he refuses. And then fighting breaks out on January 2nd, 1619. Cannons are shot. Uh, you know, Smoky Harbor, big, big fighting. Sure. Uh, hundreds of innocent people are torn apart by uh, splintered wood. Just good times. Yeah, no, for sure. Good, good stuff. Um, the Dutch are losing the fight. Sorry, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, three more armed English ships arrived, and Kuhn ordered his men in Jakarta to defend the English depot, and then signals all of his ships to leave. He goes, "Let's get out of here." Coon does. Yeah. Okay. So he'd never backed down from a fight before. Right. So he is humiliated, which just makes him more angry.
2: It's a shame. It's tough.
0: So he regroups in Malucas and put together a stronger fleet with ships from other Dutch training posts in the area. Uh, he's frustrated by the lack of backup that's coming from the Netherlands, and he wrote to the council.
2: Oh, here we go. This dude, just get a pen out of his hand, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and now see what has happened. He's like the old lady who writes into the paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all the, oh, the cars are going so much faster now. <laughs> There's a dog next door and he won't stop barking. I'm sick of handbags. What? You heard me. What was the last? I'm tired of handbags. You put them on your arm, not your hand. Maybe your wrist. Just carry your stuff. No, I didn't expect to be investigated. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's weird when people actually listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so what I always thought I wanted was to be heard. But... And then the second I was, I realized I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm sick of being talked to.
0: Okay. Dear paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so here's his letter. And now we see what has happened. I swear to you that the company has no enemies who more hinder and harm it. Here, than the ignorance and thoughtless, thoughtlessness which reigns among your excellencies and defies understanding. Now, these are his bosses.
2: Yeah, I mean, what are, you are just like, dude, get the fuck out of
0: here. <laughs> he's constantly sending letters just shitting all over his bosses.
2: And they're like, oh, we've got to help him. Yeah, they're they're
0: all, just they are all. They always so go like, ah, but he's, right. yeah, yeah, I mean, he's cool and he's killing people for us. Right. So, luckily, Sir Thomas Dale, the English guy, is a complete idiot. Good, 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 good. We've got our hero. So, when Kuhn took... So, when Kuhn fled, he should have pursued him because he had him right. and out and outgunned. Right, but instead
2: gun. he was like, ha, ha, fancy a cup of tea.
0: Right. He stayed in Jakarta. Right. <clears throat> and then he attacked the Dutch fort. Um, and then internal conflicts start happening between the local forces. Like, there's a bunch of different, you know, people there. Right. The, groups. Sure. So, the French... and Prince and English start fighting over how to, defi- to divide the spoils after the Dutch leave. Okay. And then the main sultan brought in his fleet to ensure neither the British or the prince could benefit after the Dutch lo- lost. Okay. So it's three, three people now fighting over the spoils. Okay. And then they start fighting. Again, the
2: spoils are nutmeg.
0: Yes. Right. <laughs> just want right. to hit that nail That's, one more
2: time just to remind everybody... Before anyone gets too invested in what we're talking about. That's right. This is nutmeg.
0: Yes. Uh, And so then the the Dutch roll in and they're able to regain their ground. Okay. Uh, So then the English flee.
2: The English are just not good at this. No.
0: Uh, The English flee as the... Quick, light our boats on fire. (laughs) The English took off as the sultan's fleets tried to overthrow the local prince. So Kun comes back to Jakarta in May. He marches in thousands of troops into the fort. And on May 28th, 1619, ordered an attack on the locals. Okay. And the prince is like, dude, I I asked you to come, and I thought we were buddies. And he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm Dutch. I don't have buddies. Yeah, I'm here for the spice. Right. Uh, We're the spice boys. So the prince is uh, mad, and he sends his troops to fight the Dutch, but they just easily kill him.
2: Okay, so things worked out for the prince. Yeah. Yep.
0: So Kuhn conquered a 3,000-person th- per- village, burned down almost all the buildings. Uh, he's totally in control of Jakarta, uh, which became the Dutch East India Company's regional headquarters. Okay. Uh, it was renamed Batavia after the Batavi tribe of the Roman Empire which he believed were the ancestors of the Dutch people.
2: So he is way in on the Rome thing. Yeah, he's yeah. deep fucking in. He's, right. Yeah,
0: we have those guys in America now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he was also pursued again by Jourdain. Okay. So Jourdain came comes back. Uh, he had sailed off after the the first fighting happened. Right. To fix his ships. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then he rolled back in. How much? How much time in between? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not like too much. Th- not too much, but like a month or so. Like oh, okay. there's some definite, yeah, 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 there's right. some time in between. But he had to go fix his ships. Also, uh, Dale had also gone to fix his ships because they have been fighting with the locals. Sure.
2: Well, Dale keeps lighting his on fire. Yeah.
0: Um, so they found uh, Jordane uh, off uh, Patani Island and attacked him. And Jordane's losing really bad. So he comes out on deck, and he starts waving a white flag uh-huh. of surrender. Sure. And, and that Dutch and... Dutch, go ahead and just shoot him. Sure,
2: right. <laughs> oh, hurry, he's got a flag!
0: Okay. And uh, the Dutch... Was it
2: clear what that symbol meant at the time? Yeah, they were okay. pretty... It was.
0: Everybody was pretty on board with what that
2: meant. Okay, right, so, sure.
0: Uh, except the Dutch, apparently. Right, except for Kuhn. Uh, and so the Dutch said it was an accident, you know, cause after after he got
2: distracted, he was waving a flag. Yeah. Scary.
0: And the English said, quote, the Flemings spying him most treacherously and cruelly shot at him with a musket. So they knew it was pretty obvious what had happened. Right. They just killed him. Cool. So Kuhn wanted, uh, so now Kuhn's got Batavia as he calls it, uh, and he wants it to be modeled after Amsterdam. Okay. Because why would you want to be somewhere else and not have it be like the place you're from? No, the
2: move here is to franchise your place. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: just turn it and... Yeah. This is now the home of the Whopper. Welcome to Amsterdam, Junior. (laughs) (laughs) He created a network of narrow streets and canals through the jungle and named them after places in the Netherlands. He even had the canals lined with flowering tamarind trees... Designed closely built brick quarters and constructed classic Dutch drawbridges to make it seem really like home for Dutch traders. So
2: he just misses home.
0: I guess it's just such a weird thing to do. Yeah,
2: it's very weird to be like, we're going to make where I live. (laughs) Great, right?
0: (laughs) But I guess he wants he wants Dutch traders to come down, so make it more like home. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh. Unlike Amsterdam, crocodiles would often walk around. Sorry, wait. Well, that's. This is. There's a problem here. There's a big problem here. But man, that would be a crazy cool addition to this city.
2: <laughs> if, if they were Not just. Not with the weed you smoked here. No way. Oh, cool. Oh, my leg. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's a difference.
0: There's there's some differences for there's sure. There's crocodiles. Um, occasionally crocodiles would just enter houses. Sure, 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 for um, sure,
2: As cor- of course they would.
0: So with that kind of thing, and there's other animals, obviously, there's a lot of fear and stress associated with living in Batavia. Yes. Right? Uh, but Batavia is just a, a trading post with nomadic merchants. The Dutch immigrants Kuhn wanted never actually arrived.
2: So he did all this to all like that entice work. people... To come live there, yeah. and they were like, yeah, it's great. There's just crocodiles. Yeah. So it's a really
0: stupid move. And again, you're after nutmeg? Yeah, this is all despite him. It looks really cool. Yeah, you know?
2: no, absolutely.
0: Uh, Batavia has a, is a notoriously unhealthy place to live at this point, and everyone knows it. Dutch sailors said that, the quote, that, quote, it was not a place for the sick to heal, but for healthy men to fall ill and die.
2: <laughs> well, someone's got a slogan for the billboard.
0: <laughs> well, and why is that? Just because there's, you know, it's the, not just that, but there's the fevers and the sicknesses. And, oh, okay. you know, it's so, a jungle. You know, it's not. I keep thinking
2: of like this very beautiful Amsterdam place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and in reality, there's yeah, it's still a jungle. jungle it's Amsterdam and <laughs> the jungle. Right. Well, now that well, I like. we have a movie. Now that I we like. We have a movie I like that a lot. <laughs>
0: Uh, So tropical diseases were not uh, familiar to European doctors And they're rampant there Mortality rates are very high, particularly due to malaria The Dutch were unaware that malaria was transmitted by mosquitoes
2: Mm, That must have been vexing
0: (laughs) And Batavia was surrounded by tropical swamps dense with mosquitoes People died so often in the Batavia colony That the hospital was known as the death pit
2: my guess is that wasn't a marketing strategy.
0: <laughs> no, we're calling it the death pit. Ooh. That. Uh, um, where you go to die slowly. Yeah. Unless a crocodile comes in, <laughs> drags you away. How about this? Yes. Backup pitch. Hospital. Huh? I don't know why someone all, would go there. I, if I well, saw a Death Pit, I'd be like, that's interesting. That's
2: weird. See, I'm the guy who's going to go, I don't want to go there. I'm, I'm looking for a hospital. That's why I think that would work so well, you know. I love Death Pit. I think if hospital's taken, you know, if someone already has that.
0: Have you ever seen a man shit blood until he dies?
2: I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get moving. I don't want to do this any longer.
0: Because so, I'm thinking about opening up a bar, too. Well, all right, I'm back in. Let's talk. I, uh... Uh, couldn't complain there weren't enough women in Batavia.
2: Well, what does it matter if there are women? He's a, such a prick. Everybody likes fucking. Even I the feel ba- like this guy doesn't. Even I feel the like this ones. guy would only
0: fuck nutmeg. Oh,
2: no, he fucks. He or fucks. I feel like he would fuck someone named Meg and...
0: He's someone who fucks eyes open and just keeps going, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah. then after, he goes like this, ugh, did I come?
0: <laughs> Was it good for me? <laughs> he demanded, quote, higher quality settlers.
2: Wow. Now, wait a minute. What? David. David. Hmm? I don't like his language.
0: And wrote to the council, quote, everyone knows that the male sex cannot exist without women.
2: This guy is just, he's writing a fuck letter? He's
0: also never heard of jail or just buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) Send some buttholes!
2: He's just demanding glory holes. Yes, it's a piece of wood with a hole in it. And magically an orifice behind it. <laughs> no, those are people. What? Oh, oh. No, 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 they're portals. They're magic <laughs> holes. They're like little stargates you can fuck. <laughs> uh, if you're. Hey, I'm Ted. Oh, my lord. Good. The whole. Oh, I thought this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but hello, Ted. You're really good at this. <laughs>
0: If your excellencies cannot get any honest married people, do not neglect to send underage young girls. Wow, Dave. They, I mean... Thus do we hope to do better than with older women. Oh, my well, God. Well, I can't fuck someone who wants to talk to me. What am I going to do, have a conversation and then fuck her? Uh, I want someone crying and confused. I, I and, okay, I'm not, I, I would never, I would never defend the want...
2: But why would, why would you say it like that? Why wouldn't you just... Well, well, I think just it might be because he's a psychopath. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's a psychopath. Yeah, but that's crazy. <laughs> Send some babies
0: to talk. <laughs> Since the Dutch didn't settle in Batavia, Chinese, Japanese, and Filipino soldiers made up most of the village population, or as Kuhn called them, oh, quote, no. the scum of the earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy... Are uh, well, you, you shocked he's racist? I'm just,
2: uh, no, 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 good lord No, I'm not, that's not what I'm, no, it's just a cumulative effect at this point I'm just thinking what he needs is a mother's hug You know, something, he needed his dad to be like, he did good
0: The Chinese had been in, uh, uh, there for many years uh, Before the Dutch or Portuguese They were known for making gallons of eric Which was an alcohol made from fermented coconut flour sap oh, Sugar cane and fruit
2: First of all, talk about a hangover. I mean, that's a long island. Uh, but he's going to hate that.
0: <laughs> well, so Europeans loved it. But he's going to hate it. Well, but if it helps Europeans stay there, now he likes it. He's just, this is going to turn into a casino. <laughs> because of the popularity of Iraq, he insisted the Chinese become part of the new community and gave some of the right to trade uh, the liquor privately. So
2: he, the scum of the earth, once they have like a liquor that's popular, he's like, oh, come on, that's so
0: bad. It's almost why people say capitalists don't have morality.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, (laughs) they got stones for eyes. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Most of the settlements were dominated by men. Uh, Shocking. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of smoking. Uh, To profit from the excessive drinking Kuhn proclaimed uh, Proclaimed the benefits of spirits And once said Our nation must drink or die
2: He is really a politician Because he hates alcohol But now it's like popular He's like come on we all love one right
0: (laughs) Yeah he just completely throws out anything During this time in Batavia The average Dutchman would have a glass Of Dutch uh, Yenavir before breakfast Yenavir your before breakfast and drink pint after pint of ale during the day okay so just you know a day yeah after 10 years but that's Coon- a
2: drink you can drink at any time right
0: what uh yeah well it's of gin, course. It's gin. It's yeah but you drink liquor. it you
2: drink it whenever i've i remember last, time last morning day. gin yeah i have morning gin i don't know maybe you weren't supposed to someone was like yeah you can drink gin in the morning i was like if i can drink gin in the morning i will drink gin do in the you morning. guys
0: do you guys drink gin in the morning when I was in Sweden, I did see a guy having a beer at 7 a.m. That's at the different. airport. That's different. You can
2: have gin if you have that many pastries in the morning. You can drink whatever the hell you want. This is soaking you up.
0: All right. Uh, after 10 years, uh, Kuhn is finally on the verge of his Dutch monopoly. Then on July 17, 1619, he received a letter from the High Council. Okay. The uh, hopefully Dutch, they've got some nose to throw him. The Dutch and the English had signed a truce. Agreeing to forgive and forget all past hostilities.
2: This, oh my God. He must have Yosemite Sam. Keep the steam coming out of him. Oh. Oh. So angry. Just like a rocket to the moon.
0: The two companies were supposed to turn over all their captured ships and prisoners to each other and quote, henceforth live and converse. As trusted friends. Okay. By this, the way, great. Yeah, but this is Kuhn's absolute nightmare. Yes. To top it off, Dutch and English leaders decided the companies would work together against the Portuguese <laughs> and Spanish oh, like, forces. As he
2: keeps going in the letter, he's like, it's just getting worse.
0: <laughs> and uh, expelled them from Moulakas. Okay. So captured forts and factories were to be shared.
2: Oh my god.
0: One third to the English and the rest to the Dutch.
2: Okay. Good English deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, a bit of a Neville Chamberlain, right? <laughs> got some good news, gentlemen.
1: We get the least amount. <laughs> Brexit. How do, like,
0: how do you like them, oranges. Uh both companies could sell the spices with no problem. So that he just got in his monopoly this... and now they're fucking it up. <laughs> So Kuhn is fucking livid. He feels betrayed. Sure. He knew a truce would cause the prices of spices to plummet in Europe.
2: That's a good rap line.
0: While the cost to buy them in Asia would go up. So Kuhn wrote to the council, quote, The English owe you a debt of gratitude because after they have worked themselves out of the Indies, your lordships put them right back again. It is incomprehensible that the English should be allowed one-third of the cloves, nutmegs, and mace since they cannot lay claim to a single grain of sand on the and boina or Banda Islands. P.S. You fucking assholes. Where are the girls at? Where are the girls at? <laughs> you sent me ones, but they already have hair. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I got really down and real coon. To be fair, that's no longer... That's really what he wrote, but yeah. It's no longer... Hair's out.
2: I'm just telling you the update. <laughs> it ain't in anymore. It comes and goes. No, no, it's out. No, we're all grade wanting it now. We're all... <laughs> Don't, I'm not fucking crazy. This is the reality. I'm out there you got to have clippers or you die. Keep going.
0: But the DI company was so... How long does that take?
2: Huh? Well, this, this is not where we're going.
0: <laughs> I just want to see Jose would just look a little shaved. I'll Dad said you. this is what we're doing now. <laughs> here's, here's the best. So, because
2: <laughs> sometimes Jose has trouble cleaning himself because he's got what we call abs. Uh, <laughs> When he goes to, like, get, like, cleaned up, like, there goes this little groomer, they will shave his ass. And it is the gift that keeps on giving. It is tremendous. No,
0: they, we took Larry to the groomer and they shaved a, uh, it looks like a heart around his butthole.
2: Well, that's the extra step. Must have been February. Uh... By the way, that's the side podcast pet chat. We did. <laughs> so, you guys just got a sampling.
0: Uh, so, but the Dutch East India Company is like so powerful that Kuhn can kind of not go Listen by to the treaty country. that the two countries have made. Okay. And the Dutch East, East, kinda, his, the the Dutch East India Company is now like the most powerful thing in the world at this point. Like, it's fucking crazy. So, he's powerful. built
2: a more powerful Amsterdam essentially except they've got crocodiles,
0: but now... Well, without, without the Dutch East India Company, at this point, the Does Netherlands Does he have nutmeg is... yet? Yeah, he's got all the nutmeg. Okay. <laughs> and Europe, uh, Europe's also oceans away, right? So it takes so long to get... Like, it took a year right. to get a letter there. Right. So Kuhn outlined his mission to the council in a letter. Quote, Sometimes on a large scale... Uh, something on a large scale must be done against the enemies. The local inhabitants must be killed or driven out of the land, and if you're necessary... And if necessary, the country must be turned into a desert by uprooting the trees and shrubs. What? I'm, well, it's my plan. But... You're, I'm going to kill everything. Yes, Your but... honors should know by experience that trade in Asia must be driven and maintained under the protection and favor of your honors on weapons, and that the weapons must be paid for by the profits from trade so that we cannot carry on trade without war, nor war without trade. Did they just write back, what? It's a symbiotic relationship. You can't have, you can't just have trade without killing everything. I don't think you know what symbiotic means. And then, and
2: then... Sir, are you miked? (laughs) What the fuck just happened?
0: did that happen? I also, feel like, I also feel like it's a question from a while ago.
2: I think he so, fell, I think that dude fell asleep and just woke up and shouted. <laughs> How was he as loud as us? I don't know.
0: Some people, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the guy that people are always like, what? Yeah. You're sorry?
2: Yeah, no, Listen. <laughs> Here's Are the you? best way to apologize. Stop talking to us.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's saying that you need war to have trade and trade to have war. He's literally right. just writing that down as if that's like, yeah, this is what it is. This yeah. is a thing.
2: But he's also, I mean, he's gone fully rogue.
0: Yeah, he's, gonna, he's justifying what he's about to do. I'm sorry? <laughs> So now he's, because of this treaty, he's supposed to be working with the English. Yes. So he sends the, and he's in charge so he, of the Dutch. So he sends the English to different places to do different things.
2: Because the English are just like, oh, we're friends now.
0: Yeah, we're right. all good. Right. Uh, and we're so We're all good? good all, oh.
2: It's like I'm in England.
0: Uh, and, and, and he's doing this all on his own. No one knows about it. So in February of uh, 1621, he arrived at a fort, uh, Nassau, on the Great Banda Island, with his entire fleet, 2,000 troops, and Japanese mercenaries, this was where young Kuhn saw his former captain get killed. And mm-hmm. remember at the very beginning, mm-hmm. the beheadings. Yep. So Kuhn. Remember when
2: that was just like a funny moment, like, <laughs> 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 ah, finally got one over on the whites, <laughs>
0: and here we are. So Kuhn still wanted. To avenge his captain from all those years ago
2: why things are why do that
0: he's coon he it's his origin story Wait, don't
2: say like he's not rambo
0: well <laughs> uh, so so uh, the scholars believe coon's experience of having his captain's head cut off increased his distrust for men and hatred for incompetence and instigated a Decades-long plan to exact revenge.
2: Oh my god.
0: So experts who have looked in his life think They're that like, he it's literally was
2: calculated leading up to this. Yeah, it was like
0: plotting and waiting for this moment. An English merchant delivered Kuhn a letter on behalf of local village elders. Oh boy. The letter begged him to avoid violence. Oh boy. Kuhn it's gonna s- fall on deaf eyes. <laughs> Kuhn swore at the messenger and pushed him out of his office
2: that's, I mean, you don't push the messenger out of your office That's where we get the phrase from
0: Don't push the messenger out of the or office? Or shoot him, whatever it is, the point is <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, don't push the messenger out of your office You've heard the
2: phrase Don't push the messenger, I'll shoot him Well, that's going to be the new one
0: <laughs> Do not do that That's the new line <laughs> Uh, so, the island is a dense forest. Uh, villagers lived in and around inaccessible mountains. So Kuhn bribed some locals and visiting European merchants to betray their comrades and undermine local defenses. Cool. Kuhn's <laughs> troops seized control of the island settlements. In doing this, Kuhn lost only six men while the native population suffered immense casualties. A group of native leaders asked to meet with Kuhn. They're like, can we talk? That's this is not great. No.
2: Can By the talk? way, it wasn't that how the, that wasn't that how the, the guys got beheaded? Came? Wasn't uh,
0: that supposed
2: to be a talk? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they brought offerings as a sign of their sincerity. Uh, that's just... Kuhn then demanded they surrender all their weapons, destroy their forts, cede sovereignty over the islands donate a tenth of all nutmeg produced each year. What is it used for? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, what, like, is,
2: it, is, it like a, is it a cure-all? What does it do? What is the thing that nutmeg does that I'm completely just, missing?
0: It's just for... Uh, it's Eggnog. Just, what is, yeah, what is, do you guys use nutmeg? It is a preservative, so I was right. Uh, I was right? Yeah. yeah, it's a preservative. So at this time... at I mean, we talked about it in the pies. Remember the pie episode?
2: Uh, I'll never forget the pie episode.
0: So at this time, that's really important. Pr- because preservation
2: of food, There's but no nutmeg food. keeps your food. okay.
0: Sure. So you sprinkle it on your ham; it lasts for six months. <laughs> and then you can sell a pastry in the morning. <laughs> uh, so he also asked to s- them to sell the remaining ninety percent to the DI company at fixed low prices. Of the nutmeg. Right, so donate a tenth of the nutmeg. So donate 10%.
2: And then sell and then the
0: remaining to the, them. Well, Dave... And then give him all their sons.
2: Now, let me see. 90 plus... 10, I'm sorry, the last part?
0: <laughs> what was the last part? Give him all their sons. This dude... Every son. They, so they came with gifts. And he said he wouldn't enslave them. He just, he just wants them.
2: <laughs> Good Lord. I don't know where to start. Look.
0: Give me the kids.
2: So they they come with a peaceful offering. Mm -hmm. And he's like, give me all the land. Yeah. Give me all your nutmeg. Yeah. Sell me all your nutmeg. And I want your boys. I want your boys. (laughs) And by the way, I've got good intentions.
0: That's weird. He didn't ask for the girls, right? Uh, Yes. After what we've led up to. Uh, Yes. So, the banda agreed. So who's the guy who comes back from them? He's
2: like, guys, it went pretty, pretty well.
0: Pretty well. <laughs> oh, Tommy, Jimmy, Sam, Frankie, Bob, you guys can sit this out. Why, Dad? Not now,
2: you're on the bench for a minute. We'll get to, we're gonna put a pin in you real quick. But I wanna let you know the good news. We're only giving away 10% of the nutmeg. And 10%. selling 90%. So we're out. And we have to leave And uh, now that brings me back to you boys You're not ours anymore You know that guy who's crazy with the weird eyes And the nice beard You work for him now Work for him (laughs) He He promised everything was going to be on the up and up
0: He actually said you guys can call him dad
2: Yeah, call him dad All right, Or pop, pop And uh, gentlemen, I think uh, that's how
0: we close (laughs) (laughs) Now bring on the English Because I'm on fire right now all right. So the band agree, and then they go back, and then disappear into the mountains. Well,
2: and in a way,
0: smartest a wise move. move, smartest move. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's essentially if you analogize the American experience right now, that's the situation we're in, and we're the bandit, and we just need to get the fuck out. Just be like, all <laughs> right.
0: Uh, Americans, need I'm to talking go. about you and me specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah, let's not. I don't want the rest of them to come with us.
2: Well, whatever it is, as long as we're like, all right, we can't win here. Let's just. Uh,
0: you guys, America is going to be so much better when all the people like me and Gareth leave, and then all the crazy people are left. The be- it will
2: become a reality show. It'll be like this Thursday on America, <laughs> and we'll just be like watching, like, oh wow, that's crazy. I used to live
0: there. Uh, So, right So they don't deliver the hostages They don't deliver their kids and the weapons They just go into the mountains So Kuhn wrote, quote They are an indolent people of which little good can be expected Whatever Well, they wouldn't give them They said yes to giving them the kids And then they didn't Like, how do you trust someone like that? Yeah, no, it's true It's really unfair, too So then Kuhn just waited He what? He waited Waited for what? Well, sure enough Mm. armed Bandanese ambushed Dutch East Ind- India Company patrols, okay. which he knew was going to happen. He was waiting for it. He immediately crushed them and gained control of the island. So he waited for them to make the move.
2: See, he just
0: had to keep going. He captured 45 native leaders. Jesus he was so Christ. brutal to them that many of his own men refused to comply with his orders because they were repulsed by the extreme that's, violence.
2: That's crazy. For that time... If For you someone to be a, so
0: vile. Yeah, if you can make a, a European, if you can make a white guy be in like, an no. island full of brown people feel nauseous, Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah,
2: in a, in a time where everyone's out of their, out of yeah. their mind, yeah. they're going, you're fucking nuts.
0: Like Meg. The majority of the population were beaten to death, beheaded, Jesus burned, Christ. or impaled. What a week. Some... Some of the men were killed for refusing Kuhn's orders. So Dutch guys are, and the Dutch soldiers are like, I don't want to do that. And he's and killing, he's killing them. them. Killing them too. Uh, and Minorly
2: al- redeeming? <clears throat>
0: <laughs> An officer said, quote, things are carried on in such a criminal and murderous way that the blood of the poor people's cries to heaven for revenge. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Nicholas Van Wart, which is a sad name, Quote: Six Japanese soldiers were ordered inside, so they're mercenaries, right? Uh huh. And with their sharp swords, they beheaded and quartered the eight chief Orange Kaya, and then beheaded and quartered thirty-six others. Oh my god! When well, you're, well, you're quartering a guy, what's going on in your head?
2: It's about to go off.
0: The music? Wait. The song?
2: No, if, it, wait, wait, if you're quartering someone? Yeah, if
0: you're cutting someone in a yeah. quarter, are you just like, what? I don't know what I'm going to do later. Like, what are you fucking thinking? I can't get in the head of a quarterer. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. That's the, cro- that's the guy making crocodile sounds. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is That's he? a crocodile. Uh, the execution was awful to see. The orange- Oh, really, Dave? <laughs> The orange kaya died silently without uttering any sound except that one of them, speaking in the Dutch tongue, said, Sirs, have you no mercy. But indeed, nothing availed. All that happened was so dreadful as to leave us stunned. The heads and quarters of those who had been executed were impaled upon bamboos and displayed. Why,
2: Why? Why that part? Well, you,
0: gotta, you did the work. <laughs> so you got to enjoy the fruits of your labor.
2: Dave, it's not Or the chef. quarters.
0: No. Or like the shoulder of your labor. Oh, my God. Thus it did happen, God knows who is right. What? All of us as... Sorry, sorry. I don't know why I picked up on it, but what's
2: that in there for?
0: God knows who... I think he's saying that the Dutch are not right in this case. Okay. Uh, God knows who is right. All of us as professing Christians were filled with dismay at the way this affair was brought to a conclusion, and we took no pleasure...
2: Filled with dismay and took no pleasure Well,
0: I'm not taking any uh, As much as I thought I might
2: Well, I tell you It was no now picnic that, for us either There's two it's... sets of victims here The victims and then the ones who did the quartering I'll never shake the memory Oh,
0: I'm not going to be able to look at nutmeg for a week Coon mm. wasn't done
2: Good to hear Right.
0: Over the next months, his troops burned the dwellings and routed entire villages onto ships and transported uh, the people to be sold as slaves. Oh, my God. Most children included uh, died of disease and starvation during the voyage. The population went from about 15,000 to less than 1,000. Kuhn now had the nickname the Butcher of Banda. Cool. Congratulations to your hero you native. He killed 14, or
2: he killed or enslaved 14,000 people. Yeah.
0: I mean, he just took, uh, this is what? Yes, it's a massacre. Popularly known as genocide. Yeah. In the, popu- in the popular word, people. Kun seized all English uh, on the Banda Islands also. So there's also the English guys that were around. Okay. He tortured them, shackled them, and put them in shipholds as prisoners. When the Netherlands Council heard about this, they were what? What are they thinking? Slightly angry. <laughs> they must have, like, they thought there was a treaty. Right, but what he had done was broken um, the treaty. Really created a monopoly. Like he, this he, was, this is yes. like a fucking real monopoly situation. Right. So they gave him a three thousand dollar bonus. <sighs>
2: I was expecting it to go the other way. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I no. The, like, I,
0: I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But instead, they're like, "How could you have nailed this so hard?"
0: <laughs> he had secured the world supply of nutmeg and mace.
2: Look, I know d- it preserves things. I still. This is
0: stupid. <laughs> the Dutch East. What does it, the mace do? Uh, I Keep don't, the nutmeg good. I, it's, I'm sure it's a Sam. I'm sure it's a preservative of some kind. Uh, the Dutch East India Company finally had the monopoly Kuhn dreamed of. Uh, the conquered territories became a money making machine. Nope. <laughs> Kuhn ordered the destruction of three fourths of nutmeg trees. He, wait, what? do Why? Artificially raise prices.
1: This is Christ. He think, now man, all this is about price money. Gouging? Jesus,
0: Christ. Well, you're God. done, you fucking kill a whole people, and then you're like, how can I keep making money? So nutmeg is oil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, he divided the land into dozens of three-acre parcels called perkin, and allotted them to Dutch planters. Since there were no Bandanese to work the fields now, they had to bring in slaves from other territories. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just so. Uh, the, it's the, nice that, to that, see that's... this happen
2: to you. This is nice
0: to see. <laughs> this is refreshing. There's just that point where you're like, "Whoa, oh fuck!" The, ah, we needed some of those guys. We <laughs> remember all those people we killed. Oh Jesus, that's where
2: your head's at, right?
0: Because <laughs> yeah. then they have to go to another island to find. Fucking... I know.
2: Yeah, it really is going to be a chore for them. Poor guys. Yeah. <laughs> really sucks now for them.
0: I just, I just, because then, you know how much money we're going to lose going over there to Ireland the island and enslaving other people to bring them here? Uh, God damn it. We just did not think that one out. <laughs> of the enslavement, Kuhn said, quote, may not a man in Europe do what he likes with his cattle? What a relatable quote. Yeah. <laughs> what is he, who, what is, Huh? No, not time for beer. What? He's talking about the slaves. Yeah. And he says, may not a man in Europe do what he likes with his cattle? Great. I'm really clear on it now. He's saying you he can do what he wants with his slaves, just like he does with a oh. cow. OK. Good. Thank you for clarifying it. Dutch plantation owners enjoyed the luxurious slave-owning colonial life as growers in many other European imperial lands did. According to historians living, here, living there at the time was most comparable to that of the lives of George Washington or Thomas Jefferson in Virginia, USA. Who
2: are American icons Thank you. and heroes.
0: Right? Yep. Who did
2: not do anything bad. Nope. Nope. Not in our history books. You got to look pretty deep to find out that stuff, Dave. That's right. <clears throat> for the
0: next two centuries... People I always
2: like to look at George Washington as the guy whose mouth was a hall of horrors and was killed because his friends drained him of blood. <laughs> so you're really shattering the image of a hero for me, Dave.
0: <sighs> for the next two centuries, people all over the world uh, either bought nutmeg from the Dutch East India Company or didn't have it. So th- like they created a monopoly that lasted for two centuries. Jesus. The company would destroy hundreds of nutmeg trees to inflate prices all the time. Dutch planters are some of the wealthiest in the world. Dutch colonial rule covered all aspects of life. Laws regulated clothes worn by... Clones? There'll be no cloning.
2: One of each of you. That's it. That's the cap. Except for Kuhn. We're going to have five of him. He's great. It's going to be like multiplicity. Multiplicity? That's right. The Michael Keaton film (laughs) from... From which year? Uh, that'll be probably about 1996. I think you're way Andy late. Andy McDowell, directed I, by Harold Ramos. That's like 87. It's like a copy of a copy. No, it's not 87. Come on. get Grow up, asshole. <laughs>
0: uh, so uh, they regulated clothes, depending on his or her level of employment, down to the type of shoe buckle. Only baptized Christians could wear shoes, and the wives of Dutch merchants paraded around town with parasols attended by a circle of their slaves to publicly indicate their status. Oh. Mm-hmm. In, 19, six, sorry, in 1623, well... Well, same difference. In 1623, Kuhn returned to the Netherlands and was appointed head of the uh, Dutch East Assholes. India Company chamber in his hometown of Horn. In Amsterdam, he bought a large mansion and settled into a comfortable life of a wealthy gentleman.
2: Now, here's what I'm worried about, Dave. Yeah. I'm worried that nothing bad happens to this man.
0: He married uh, and commissioned portraits of them in elegant and ornate robes made to look like they were royalty. Just before Kuhn had, met, had, le- had left the, East, the Dutch East Indies, he took the new governor uh, named Herman Venspilt and... Kuhn explicitly warned him to be very wary and suspicious of the English and to expect that they would retaliate for the massacre. Okay. So Van Spelt then became very, very paranoid. And one of Van Spelt's spies told him that a Japanese mercenary who was employed by the English had been seen loitering outside of the company fortress. Okay. So Van Spelt had the Japanese mercenary, along with other, all the other Japanese mercenaries, brought in. That's
2: not okay. good.
0: And then he, tor- he tortured them for Jeez. a long time until they confessed that they were going to seize the castle.
2: Now, real confession? No. Of
0: course not. Forced torture confession. Yeah, the kind you do with a witch. Right.
2: Yep, that's very much so.
0: <laughs> they Which said, we've been
2: learning a lot about.
0: Uh, they said the mastermind was named Gabriel Towerson, who was an Englishman. And now Van Spelt and Towerson were really good friends. Okay So he invited Towerson and his men to the fort for So here's dinner. the deal If you get invited to the fort,
2: you have plans
0: Yeah, don't go to the fort Do not go to the fort <laughs> Once inside, they were all seized Towerson and his men were tortured until each confessed to a siege All the men were eventually killed in terrible ways Burned, stabbed, stretched on a rack Drowned, chained to a stone wall Had limbs blown off with gunpowder, etc Don't etc me I, I, At some point you have to etc <laughs> I mean really you have to etc
2: Blowing limbs off with gunpowder yeah. That's just like when you let an 8 year old come up <laughs> here like, What do you want to see
0: Alright we'll do it we'll stuff him uh, So Towerson himself was beheaded Cut into quarters and put on poles for the public the English, the English East India Company Would never regain their hold In the area Kuhn had won
2: I was getting that sense
0: Yeah. Where did the massacre reached Europe even the Dutch were shocked.
2: <laughs> I like
0: that.
2: Even Kuhn was like, Jesus, this guy's out of his mind. What's he doing over there?
0: Government and company leaders were concerned with the excessive use of force.
2: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, fair. People noted Kuhn typically, if not always, engaged in that type of behavior. Leaders didn't want the nation to get a horrible reputation. By the way,
2: you could have pumped the brakes a little while ago. Who <laughs> wait for now. <laughs> We just don't want this to get out of hand.
0: That's what we're worried about. One Dutch East India Company director said, quote, there is no profit at all in an empty seal, empty countries, and dead people. He was wrong. (laughs) Insane profits were rolling into the Netherlands. (laughs) Kuhn became a national hero for establishing the foundation for the Dutch trading empire and instigating the Netherlands' Gilded Age. The spice trade was the main source of national wealth. Challenges to Kuhn's methods quieted down and people began to use the same excuse as before to justify violence Oversea activities were technically not governed by the laws of the United Netherlands. Kuhn was appointed to a second term as governor general in 1624. Good, this guy, good run. He sailed the Batavia with his wife, newborn child, and his wife's brother and sister. Something has to happen to him. One of Kuhn's colleagues, uh, Jacques Svex left his 12 year old daughter, Sarchi, in Kuhn's care temporarily. One day, Kuhn discovered Sarchi was in the arms of a 15 year old soldier. So Kuhn beheaded the soldier. Oh my God. How do you handle it? How do I handle it? Like, how do you teach him it's wrong? Why is it wrong? She's a kid, she's 12. She's 15. She's 12, he's 15. Well this is like the 1600s. I know, but. You, he wrote a letter asking for young girls. I know, but you got it. there's, a, there's like a, a line. I think you pull the kid.
2: <laughs> fucking turn your fucking back on me. <laughs> I think there's a line. And you say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, uh, maybe there's too much of an age gap. Wait until you guys get a little bit older. But you know, that's young love, and I get it. I mean, you've got some emotions. New things are happening in your body. Your body's changing, and you're starting to find romantic feelings in the opposite gender. And I understand that. But in reality, what you need to do right now is just take a minute and kind of figure out who you are, what you are, what you want, and then maybe in five years you guys can revisit this. By the way, I'm going to cut your head off." <laughs>
0: Uh, he wanted to drown Sarchi in a bathtub, but right. officials talked him out of it.
1: Who are f- Jesus Christ.
0: Look, have you, ever, have, you ever had to, have you ever had to take care of someone else's kids? There's a lot of pressure. You're right, Dave. I'm not a parent. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so instead, he publicly whipped her. So the officials were like...
2: Yeah,
0: better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This case is often held up to show how awful Kuhn was, but the punishments they received were in line with Dutch East India Company regulations.
2: Regulations.
0: The remaining natives did not want to give up their uh, ancient traditions and freedoms. Sultan Agun, who, uh, the leader of the Madaram Empire, was the only real threat to uh, the Dutch East India headquarters in Batavia. Uh, the sultan rallied native forces for a final battle against the Dutch. Sultan a- Egan uh, launched a siege, but after just one month, his army disbanded, were captured, and killed. In 1867, the sultan returned with an even larger force, uh, his empire's entire force, tens of thousands of soldiers. Uh, but Kuhn had uh, cut off all of his army's uh, ration ships, so by the time the army reached Batavian shores, the soldiers were all starving and easy to kill. Kuhn won with ease. <sighs> battles bought, the battles brought a plague of dysentery and cholera to Batavia. Cool. Kuhn succumbed... Throw a little
2: nutmeg on yourself, right? Takes her of that.
0: Kuhn succumbed to what was probably dysentery and died on September 20th, 1629, at just 42 years old.
2: I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not... It's not my dream death for him, but dysentery is probably very painful, but I still think there's a lot of fun stuff we could have done.
0: (laughs) To this day, there is a mystery surrounding where his grave is. The Dutch East India Company continued to build the vast Dutch empire. Uh, Kuhn had developed a highly organized modern business model using shareholders and liability systems. It is a model that is still used today. Historians call the Dutch East India Company the world's first multinational corporation. So this is the birth of capitalism? <laughs> modern, modern capitalism. Uh, the company became the most powerful military force and largest, richest trade company of the world had ever seen. It also became a breeding ground for smuggling, bribery, piracy, and other illegal activities. Eventually, officials only made decisions that directly benefited themselves. The corruption was so rampant that from the 1790s onward, the phrase perished under corruption was commonly used to describe the company's demise. It went bankrupt in 1799. Uh, it had 12 million guilders in debt? Yeah. Guilders, is that your dollar version? Y- used yeah. the What's your? Oh, you use the euro, euro now, right? But before that, it was the guilder? Yeah. Uh, there is still a statue of Kuhn in horn. What? But now there is. We a gotta dis- cut that thing's head off. Well, someone did accidentally knock it down with a crane, but they put it back up. That's not the same.
2: That's not, that's not, no, that's not what I'm asking And I was
0: trying to find stuff, but a lot of, there's not much in English, but I did find a a guy who named his kid uh, Jan and uh, was rallying to get uh, the Dutch government to bring his, the hero's body back. So that guy's out there. Oh,
2: that guy. Uh,
0: So... There was a lot of argument over whether or not to keep the statue, and the uh, resolution was to have a description of what he did to the Bananese on the statue. No. And uh, and then there's a QR code that takes you to a further description. (laughs) (laughs) Of the atrocities.
2: Way to deal with it. There's a QR, a QR code. A... Who goes through a statue and is like, oh, I want to do a follow-up on this plaque. <laughs> so he's just he's got a statue?
0: He's got a statue, yeah.
2: yeah. Not and that we uh, can complain about where we're from. As far no, as I, I
0: mean, we're, we're, there's absolutely no difference between what we've
2: done and what... I'll, you know the difference? We've erected a lot of our Confederate soldier statues in the last century.
0: <laughs> some, in the, some in the last 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Jesus uh, Christ. So you guys are not great.
2: That's by far the darkest story we've had so far. Yeah.
0: But I always knew when, if we ever came here that I'd have to do the Dutch East India Company, which is, its you know, it's not great. <laughs> It's fucking dark. Look, uh, white people turns out not that great. I know, but I just like how many times. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. I mean, li- like you, we could, I could go through all of the islands in the Pacific. do and, and America has done this to every fucking one. Well,
2: it doesn't surprise me with us, sir. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> it's like we're taping two and a half men and he's like I'm the sun." (laughs) shut up (laughs) I don't care if you swallowed a fucking lavalier shut your mouth (laughs) no shut up (laughs) Jesus we're at the end talked eight times we want to thank everyone but one person for coming out tonight we really appreciate it truly guys
0: yeah she's yeah
1: And then uh, if you
2: have, like, the meet and greet thing or whatever, just stick around and, you know, we'll be back out. We'll come back. We had such a great fucking time. So thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Uh, Main sources for this episode, uh, the book, The Merchant Kings, When Companies Ruled the World, 1600 to 1900 by Stephen Brown. And uh, The Unfortunate Dutchman, uh, Selangor, Malaysia uh, by Dennis DeWitt. And between Monopoly and sorry, between Monopoly and free trade, the English East India Company, Erickson, Emily. Okay.
2: Oh, hey there, everybody! It's Gareth. You know from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i uh, listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them